What's up, guys? Another Tuesday, another podcast. Here we are, your favorite football podcast, the Football Academy. I'm here, Sapoon, with Will Webb. Uh, I... Bruh, I don't even want to waste any time with my normal spiel at the beginning of this. This was just the best weekend in a hot minute. So, I'm let's, let's talk about this shit. I'm ready. <laughs> I got notes for days. I'm ready. <laughs> I mean, if we are going to get into right into it, I guess there's nothing else going good in Wolves' life right now. So, <laughs> the, 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 the not first, excited about shit. <laughs> I, hope all of, I hope all of y'all are doing well. But the first game of the weekend was a 7.30 kickoff. Brighton Tottenham at Brighton. Brighton were huge underdogs for this one, even after like Tottenham not having such a great run so far. And yeah, they kind of got dismantled 3 nothing. Uh first off, I now know what happened to Hugo Lloris because when I first saw him go down like even in the middle of the play, I was like, "Oh, he just broke everything." Um I hope he's doing okay. I hope he's feeling better. Don't wish ill will upon anybody like that because that just did not... His arm went away. It wasn't supposed to. Um, and that was kind of a fluky goal. But at the same time, they never really looked like... Even though that was a fluky goal, it never looked like they were in... Like they were going to do anything. There was no no for momentum. Harry Kane kind of did jack all. I mean, so, so I'm, I, I credit to Brighton for this. Yes, game. yes. Credit, Conley, credit, kid. Yeah. Credit where credit's due. Good job, Brighton. You still got a win. But I think there's a bigger storyline that came out of this. They conceded 10 goals in three in two games. Yeah. Like, yeah. and... What, Win less than 10 on the road, going back to last season. I mean, th- this is identical to Manchester United only going to Solskjaer form. Oh, man. You know, so it's, it's kind of like... If Tottenham were actually a big club, people would give a shit. But, like, people have been expecting this from Tottenham, the collapse, and it's finally happening. It's like Tottenham's day. Just so, way too early. Yeah, I mean, they, I, I think... How, how long do you think Poch has got? <laughs> the fact that he's still there right now. Like, be so lucky that you had the international break because I would... I think my exact words to my wife were fire Pochettino into the sun right now. Like, I, he should have been done, like, before he even got off the turf. I'm going to give him, like, a week and a half. Like, I'm not even going to give him to the end of the international break. I'm going to give him a week and a half. Like, I, yeah, no, I can't give him it. I'm giving him another, like, two hours, honestly. Like, I don't know how he isn't fired already. He's lost the plot. He's lost the dressing room. I know guys are playing down because they just watched their, like, charismatic kind of leader go down. But, like, nah, bro, he's lost the dressing room. It's done. He should be gone tomorrow. I mean, I, I don't know what to say in that regard because I think Pochettino has earned enough respect where I do not think he should be fired. But at the same time, this is some dreadful performance. And honestly, maybe he's just reached the peak that he's going to take this team. And, you know, we've talked about this from the beginning. That, the, the Tottenham ceiling, yeah. Yeah, the ceiling that he has with this team. And they need to go in a different direction. Poch needs to go in a different direction. And, you know, jobs in Royale... Barca might very well open up. I think he's still a brilliant manager. He just I don't, t- I don't, I don't. I I I'm genuinely questioning. Brilliant ish. <laughs> Is he world class? I mean, to get what you got out of that team, even though you had world class heavy quotation players on that top side, I think if he went to a bigger club with a little bit more cachet, both uh, cash and cachet, 
Um, he could do wonderful things. So, so I have a question for you at that point. Mm-hmm. Do you think... Actually, not do you think. When I compare United players and Tottenham players, Tottenham players are far superior, position to position. Right. We might have a better goalkeeper, we have a better Pogba, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And maybe Maguire is better than most that they have, and Wan-Bissaka, maybe. And that's pushing it. Yeah. So, they do have... Like, Spurs does have a better playing eleven. Yeah. And maybe a squad at this point. So, if he's not being able to do this with that kind of a team, like, how how is he actually going to go to, like, a Man United? Or where? how can he go to a dressing room with huge, bigger egos than what he already has that well, he's not, not to, being able to manage? Not to, like, come over here and toot my own horn because I'm going to do that later on, but, like, Jurgen couldn't get over the hump of Borussia Dortmund. Like, yes, he, he won the league. Okay. Twice. He won the league twice in a, in a three-team league, like, it's fine. How many teams have won the league in the last five years? In, in okay, the but how many times did Klopp get so close to doing things in the Champions League and didn't succeed? In he, the, the, only, the reason that was a knock was, and I think it's actually fucking hilarious, that he took a Dortmund team that hadn't been there in a very long time. He took them to the final, and then I think he fell apart, which is why everyone kind of didn't know, uh, like, what exactly can he manage? But... I think at the same time, I, it is right to question Pochettino because he didn't even win an FA Cup, a, a League Cup, anything. So I genuinely don't know if he has that, that mentality to win it. You know, like, I think there's a difference between being a very good team and being a winner. Does he need, does he need to go someplace where he can win? Like, does he... It, he's, Uni- he's Uni- it- United with a worse-off team has won more trophies with him having a better team, quote-unquote, as you said. But, but like, to that point, like, then we're, like, I think he's gone. I think he's reached a ceiling with his team, and he can go do better things. I think he might, he might lateral. implode somewhere else, but it would be hilarious if he goes to, a, like, a big team and implodes other than Manchester United, that is. I mean, if, yeah, if he goes anywhere outside of England and implodes. I think, I think, he, I think he could be oh, a very good guy for Atletico Madrid. I, I was going to say a lateral type move, like a Tottenham to Atletico or, like, to fucking Monaco. Something where it's, like... It's Liverpool, you know. Eat a dick. <laughs> we but have European Cups, and they have... Celtic. They also have European... You can't... Not people with history. They got... The Rangers are winning right now, so... Uh, treble, treble. That's all I gotta say. We'll talk about that guy later, too. I mean... Still love you, BR. <laughs> all right. So, moving on to the next game. Norwich, Aston Villa. Kind of very unexpected result. Early morning, this one. I was in New York watching this, and I was just like... Uh, wait, what? It, it was a, I was in the pub watching Liverpool play and there was a nice little section of Villa fans and the fact they kept going nuts, I was just like, what the fuck is happening over there? And you look up and see the scoreline and you're like, what the fuck is happening over there? I almost thought they were playing Man United or somebody at that point. Uh, dude, Mings looked really solid in the back. That's the, like, the first thing I got from the match was just like, this, this man looks pretty stout. Um... Aside from that, like, Norwich has, are, we talked highly of them, and I know I've said for, like, the last four weeks in a row, like, well, they're still missing, like, defenders and stuff. Dude, are they, like, worried about relegation? Do, do you think Norwich? Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's too early to tell, but I, I like the fact that Norwich wants to play their brand of football, yeah. but I think the problem is becoming that 
when it doesn't go your way, you need to kind of have a plan B. There's no adjustment. Yes. There. There's no... And, and it yeah. might just because of injuries. It might just because they don't want to play a different way. Like, you know, their manager's too stubborn like him and Ole who don't want to change. But, like, it's... It was wild to see Aston Villa just, like, dismantle a team like that because I haven't seen that, and especially away from home at Norwich. Wesley looks a real player. Yeah. yeah so, like, I mean, n- nothing else to say. Jack Grealish played really well, I thought. Yeah. So, overall, a very good result for Aston Villa. Very crucial three points. Norwich, I think, we boldly claim that they'll, there won't be three worse teams than Norwich, and I think the Man City result kind of cemented that. But... I we will go and discuss about Man City because I think we gave Norwich a little bit more credit than they deserve because there could be an implosion coming in Manchester that in in the not in the greater Manchester area but in the actual Manchester area. Yeah. And that could be actually hilarious. But yes, again, Aston Villa, good job. Norwich, not so much. You got to get your shit together. Don't get your shit together for the next two games because you play Manchester United soon, so we need those three points. <laughs> but moving on, Watford Sheffield United. This was such a brilliant game. It was like watching Prime Ronaldo go up against Prime Messi if they just never played football. <laughs> I in my notes, my, my painstaking notes I take for every pod, I, I I will try to find something to say about most games. I literally have the words fucking nothing. <laughs> I I think Sheffield went for a draw, they got a Sheffield United went for a draw. They got the draw. Watford credit to them though because they looked a decent side. Like another clean sheet from my boy Dino, <laughs> who just got the English call up. By the way, so good job, Dino. That that happened today, didn't it? No. Uh, yeah, somebody got hurt for England. Um, uh, the goalkeeper. Yeah, I was just saying. Yeah. So uh, Dino got his first England senior call up. So good job, Dino. <laughs> Oh, wear that on, wear that cap when you go on the pitch. Oh, does it have the crest on it? That'd be that'd be amazing. <laughs> no, no, he should wear like a Manny Manny. What? <laughs> but country for club, man. <laughs> I mean, I re- I actually don't have a lot to say. I think Watford very well. I think one of the worst teams I've seen play in the Premier League. I think if Huddersfield wasn't there last season, in recent memory, I would say like Watford's up there. Man, uh, that that Derby County. <laughs> back in the my early oh, the two thousand seven eight days. God, God, so bad. <laughs> you you know what the funny part of that Derby County team is? I to this day remember like everybody was smashing them like Liverpool smashing seven and Chelsea. Oh yeah. And then we like have a modest like three or four goal win at Old Trafford, and I remember the, and like it was a close enough title race where like when we went to Derby County it mattered a bit. Yeah. And they were in it. It, it. We won like late one nil or something, mm-hmm. and it was. And they sent their goalkeeper up at the end. And oh like, yeah! And I was just like, wow! Like Manchester United you know, really struggles against team. And I think that might be one of the things that we can talk about later of like how. At that point in English football, you didn't really have a lot of intricate tactics. Yeah. That kind of allowed Fergie to do what Fergie did, where maybe nowadays it doesn't work, but. And you kind of saw that at the Watford Sheffield United game because they're two very um, how do I say like English teams, yeah. like traditional English teams, like playing style wise. Yeah. And you saw that they didn't have those like one touch pass move pass and move pass and move like yeah. or a high press move that. If anyone know, won that game, it was smash and grab. Like yeah, it like, was it, just it, like oops, it, and that's how it happened. And it it was very interesting because I think that had been what English football was all about. 
and there has been an increase in as they would say like the continental influence yeah. of um in football and i do think it's it's coming to a time where if the premier league doesn't change its ways that it it could very well become like a two to three team league but that's a di- discussion for maybe next week when we don't have anything to talk about but yes oh we will have something to talk about <laughs> so again very interesting game um nothing really happened that i didn't i didn't really learn anything about these two teams that and I, I think i think what you said earlier like it it was very old school it felt like watching an episode of match of the day when it was like well when it was like these two teams in like the 2000s like yeah. it was very i yeah i did not learn much about either team but i but i learned more about myself along the way but hey, good job Shafir United you're the best ale 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 chan and I good job I swear to god uh, headbutt you the next game Burnley FC 1-0 winners at Turf Moor against Everton I am at a loss of words for Everton because I'm like I was scared when the season was about to start that like United is going to be bad and like Everton and Leicester and everyone else might overtake us Everybody else has done it. But Everton's been like, "Hey bro, we got you. We're going to be shittier than you. <laughs> and we're just going to drop into relegation before you do." I so I'm stat guy on this one cuz I looked this up. Everton has given up 22 goals on set pieces. 22 under Silva. They have had six red cards under him, including Seamus, because you spell Seamus with an H, <laughs> Coleman's red card. It's his fault, much like Potocino. How the fuck is he still there? <laughs> like, he's obviously not, like, whatever he's working on in practice is not working. You're supposed to be a bigger club, biggish, biggie, if you will club and you have this manager who's supposed to be like setting the world on fire and when his teams play well they go forward with great attacking vigor but they can't defend to save their lives obviously off the set piece and they're kind of undisciplined why are you still here if you want this club to be good i don't care i think it's great but why are you there (laughs) i i think burnley are a tough side to beat at home and we have discussed that a, a lot. Like, right. I think Turf Moor is still a tough place to go. And losing 1-0, 10-man, it, it's, it's not the worst look in the world. <sighs> you know? it's. But, again, like, Everton's got to get their results together. Because he's another one of those managers who might get fired. Imagine Allegri at Everton. That'd be wild. <laughs> oh, my God. They already got Moise Ken out there. Like, it's... it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> this would be all Juventus out there. So, I, you know, um, I, I genuinely don't know what's wrong with Everton. I think Burnley, like, that was a very Sean Dash kind of victory. Yeah. <laughs> so, good for them. And good three points, I guess. They, they're they, sitting really pretty on the table right now. Yeah. So One of your two bets that you got right, I think. This yes. Week, so. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> <laughs> the last game at 10 a.m. on Saturday was Liverpool-Leicester City. I'm going to let you speak because I have a lot to say about that game. And I think that before you say anything, I do want to add one thing. Today's Jurgen Klopp's were four years since he joined. Yep. The funny part is that game for me personified exactly what Jurgen Klopp has that Brendan Rodgers did not. Hmm. And if you want me to elaborate on that, what I mean is they took the fight to Liverpool after Liverpool took the lead. Yeah. You know, like it was... 
it was a wild way to take the lead. Like, I thought, it, like, but then again, they stood in there. So, Yunshu played well, but, like, they kept trying to play the ball out the back. That wasn't very... You're not going to be very effective at that at Anfield, I don't think. Yeah. So, but they still kept playing, and they kind of had their chances. And then the Man United fan, James Madison, scores the goal. And you th- at that point, until then, I think Liverpool were trying to hold on a little bit. Mm. But at that point, Klopp is just like, no, fuck that. We're going to go get this win because it's 1-1 at home. I always say this, that when you take the guy who scores the goal off, it gives the other side an incentive that you're trying to draw the game. So we are go- going to win because we think we can win. Yeah, and, this game is over now. And you and it's already the mentality that sets in the other teams hanging on for a draw. And like this is how Fergie's teams used to win. Like the other team would go kind of defensive and go kill. Yes, it's people can argue about the penalty and like I think it's a penalty at the end of the day. Yeah, no question. He, it, it's stupid the way the penalty happened, but. It's still a penalty. Yeah. But again, this is what Brendan Rodgers could not do. Where this... Like, he did not have a way of controlled aggression where he could make sure we don't lose the game. But we're going to win the game. It's either attack or defense. There's no mixture. There's no middle ground. I think that... And Jurgen Klopp showed exactly what he had in that. Which... Brendan Rodgers just didn't. It's the... I think for me... The it was it was kind of like watching seeing it wasn't it wasn't Liverpool's finished product for this season, but it was kind of like Jurgen Klopp's finished product, like this is how my team plays against what right now looks like the finished Brendan Rogers project. Like this is what my this is the shape we're gonna use, this is how we're gonna attack. And it's watching the Liverpool from you know, Suarez. I, I don't I think he knows how to use half his players, Brendan Rodgers. I think that that's what I was going to say. Because I think, I think if he can unlock that team, that there's a better team than what he's playing right now. So, so you were talking about Jurgen Klopp's uh, four years since he's been in Liverpool. They they have a sheet uh, that shows his, like, lineup from that first season in I charge. Mean, yeah, I saw that, too. And it was completely, like, trash. And we still somehow managed to, like, finish above our station for, like, what we had. What? Klopp, for what we had. We had fuck all, but we did better than we thought we would. I thought we were going to fucking fall completely apart. I mean, I, th- I think you can take credit for the Europa League run. That was special that year. Yeah. But I, you finished eighth, lad. And at that point, the Premier League was not this. I, I think that team is at par with where the Man United team right now is. Um, see, I will completely agree with that, but we still had the cup run. That makes it feel special. That, that gave the me... fucking Europa League. Okay. You... <laughs> I was going to say a word I'm not supposed to say. Motherfucker, you in the Europa League. Yeah, and how much do you think I give a fuck about it? I want the kids to play every single game until we get knocked out. Don't you want the glory and the... We won it once. It's, it's in our trophy cabinet. I don't... Like, if the, unless that's the only way we get Champions League football next year, that is not a competition I'm like, all like, oh yeah. Bro, I mean, you ain't out here trying to beat like Vladivostok and Villarreal? Like, what... It's still continental football. We probably won't beat Villarreal if we play them. I think, but, actually, I watched but the play. Go, the going back to Liverpool and Leicester, I think Liverpool... James Milner, uh, playing out of his age. That ball <laughs> to Mane. It, it, he reminds me literally of what Antonio Valencia was for us. And it's... like uh, Without the penalties, that's what Antonio Valencia did for us, right? Mm. Like, pretty much. So, every time I see him, I'm just like, this is crazy. Yeah, he's like... 
I don't understand how Father Time hasn't, like, clipped this motherfucker in the knees. I think there are also people around him. I do think there were some frailties in uh, your fullbacks that kind of showed in that game. That I, there are ways that you can get exposed. And I also will say, I don't know what happened at the end when Perez and what the, what? Robertson kind of went off. Yeah. But we'll get more details and we'll talk about it maybe next week. But... Th- it was kind of weird, like, I, I, you don't see that very often of, like, a player who just, like, absolutely loses it. There might have been some misunderstanding, but... Yeah, I think there's, there was... Because he started it at Millie and then it ended uh, with Andy. Yeah. So, like, it, it was a whole weird thing. I don't know, like... I don't know if he took exception to something that was done. I don't know. We'll find out more in the days to come. Um, I'll just say this right now to end this game. 17 games, or 18 games now, right? I know what comes next. <laughs> it's the, 18? The, the, it's, is, is it 18? It's 17. We would br- it's 17, so we're tied. We'd break it at the next match. <laughs> and your next game's at Old Trafford. And I will just say this. <laughs> I will end this podcast right now. <laughs> no matter how bad we are, and no matter how bad we might have been in certain times in history... <laughs> These are runs that come to an end at Old Trafford. Ask Arsenal, 49 wins. They could have had 49 undefeated games. They could have had 50 if we dove our way into that fucking win. <laughs> yes, you did. God damn it. But, I mean, Robert Perez dove to keep that run going. So it's all, it that, is also, that is also it, fair. It equals out. Um, <laughs> Things we're going to watch on YouTube later. I really that season. Martial, winner. Saves all his job. Turns the season around, and we're gonna get being the top half of the season at the end of the point, end of the top half of the table at the end of the season. And we'll still have a fucking league. Like, <laughs> hey, that was about Man United. That wasn't about Liverpool. So that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> like, I never mind. Um, <laughs> We're both being needlessly cocky. Let's just go to the next. Match. The next game, the last game for Saturday, West Ham. I mean, kind of a shocking result. The Crystal Palace two one loss at home. I was just like, for the first time, I will say this, Ole had the same fucking result <laughs> at home. So don't give me that fucking Pellegrini is a sixth best manager and Ole is the 15th because it was the same fucking result. And they scored a 90th minute winner against us. So like that, was, that meant more. I'm just so okay? happy it's not me now. I'm just so happy it's not me. I fucking trusted West Ham. I was like, this is a sure shot fucking win. I bet my money on them. And... Chris, you, you lost Crystal, to Roy Hodgson? Crystal Palace is in the top half. You have a fucking Premier League trophy, dog. Crystal Palace is in the top half, bro. Crystal Palace is in the top half. Are they actually good? They looked... On that day, they looked like a... We keep... Well, I can't even say shit about Wolves right now because we're going to get to them in a second. But, like, are they good? Or is this just, like, some... Is Roy Hodgson, like, a good manager? I don't like this. I don't like this at all. I really wanted West Ham to win, like, comfortably. Um... The the fourteen passes to the fourteen passes for a wonderful team goal shows kind of what West Ham can do. So like they're still see that's like that, fucking Arsenal like, then. Oh uh, well, it's I, like you can score a fucking brilliant goal, but like you're still gonna fucking lose the game. That's I mean I completely agree with that about Arsenal. I it's West Ham, man. I was not expecting something that like that much class from Mister. Mr. Number Six, as we call him. Uh, 
But I think As you call them don't, as, don't, I, I, don't, I don't give silly nicknames like that To people that don't matter to me Um I You've listened to the show You know how many nicknames I give Um uh, West Ham will be fine Uh I don't know if Crystal Palace is real Or if this is just some sick sort of dream But I want to see what the rest of I want to see what their next game shakes out Like just cause I feel like Is If Roy Hodges is good I'm just gonna fucking give up on life I'm gonna put it like that <laughs> I mean, he might, he very well might be one of the best managers in the league right now. Because, and it's not, it's not. Is he number six? <laughs> it's not Roy Hodgson, that's Pellegrini. Yeah. <sighs> I, I, th- I think there is something to be said about Pellegrini being a very good manager in his own right. But I think, as we discussed, is it the old English way that's going to win this battle? Or is it the new continental way? Because every time there has been a new continental way, the old English way just like kind of goes, we got this. Eventually comes back. <laughs> yes. So, is is that going to happen again? Is it like, are we getting too carried away with this possession? Like, or South American, North American, or, or like not, non-England football bullshit. Yeah. So, you know, so <laughs> We're going to play the MLS way. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> Hey, um, <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm I don't know. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting. But I do think, um, good job, Crystal Palace on the win. Nonetheless, yeah. thing that Manchester United couldn't do. But again, I will say it again. Same result as Ole. So don't give me shit. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, folks, I was the person who was mad about him being number six. <laughs> I mean, I, I just think it's ludicrous that people think it's okay to... Like, when you do shit like that, there are people... And I think this is genuine for, like, across all sets of fans. who There are sets of fans who are very loud on Twitter, very loud on social media. And they have a huge fan base of, like, a dumb, dumb fucking fans following them and being like, okay, this guy's right. What the manager is saying, who sees players every fucking day in the, on the pitch, playing, warming up, doing things, training... Um, he always gonna Solskjaer is wrong, but fucking like Mark Goldbridge or like fucking troops or fucking Chris Pajak or what well, those guys like oh they are right like no, analyzing a game you gotta remember that there's a reason why they are a fucking social media sensation and not actually scouting or coaching or doing things somewhere you know like and I think that's why you gotta take TV pundits with a pinch of salt like not everybody is going to. You know, be a good manager. Like, fucking, if Carragher decided to be a manager, it might be worse than fucking uh, Gary Neville at Valencia. So, it, it, it's kind of like, people nowadays go so crazy about, ma- like, rankings and this and that, that I'm like, people have forgotten what was beautiful about this game, where every weekend you got together and you support the fucking team. And you get, you get very wound up about, put, like, things have to be... Like, like nowadays people, oh, who's better? It sometimes doesn't matter. Sometimes it's about being there. Yeah. So like, sometimes it's about honestly. I say this, and it it, it, it when FC Bury kind of um, got fucked over, like it. This is what I thought about where I was just like, you know, at the end of the day, like we win, we get relegated, we like do whatever. I will still get to watch my club. Yeah. I'm Whereas still... these fans are never gonna have their club ever again. Like spit, don't. You you don't know and this you is got. a tangent to everything that the Premier League is right now. But I do think that there is so much, like, 
toxicity, if yeah. if that's a word, yeah. in, in like teams like Arsenal, Manchester United, Newcastle, you know, like teams that are not doing so well right now, where I think people have forgotten what the greater joy of football was. That was watching your boys play. You were so... People get so concerned, like, we have to win, we have to win, we have to win. I come from a place where we didn't win a fucking thing ever for a long fucking time. We fucking lost last night. You follow the teams because you like the team and you just enjoy the game. That's, like, if Jurgen Klopp got fired tomorrow, it would suck and I'd be a little miffed and I'd probably go flip a fucking car. But guess what? I'm still going to wear my fucking... I'm going to put on my scarf. I'm still going to sing the fucking songs. I'm going to do everything I did before because the club, like... Some sometimes you have to be okay with what's happening because that's just that's fucking sports. Like just yeah. you have to be okay support, with what's support happening. your team, guys. I think th- yeah. that that's yeah, the biggest thing. I see this in Atlanta right now, where Atlanta United like one you lose one game. I think if Frank de Boer loses the first game of the playoff, people are gonna be like, "Fire Frank de Boer! Frank de Boer! Oh, these Frank, are shit." Frank de Boer had the second highest points total of a team that was champion, or the first highest of a team that was champion the year before the MLS. It's support your club. Don't be an asshole. Don't get on Twitter and start blasting shit because that gives everyone else divisive. It can't be a community. No, I, 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 I just, I just think people nowadays. You don't even have to be a supporter. Like I can be a United fan, fucking tweeting about Liverpool shit. Just have a Liverpool AVA and all that shit. And I think it, it's crazy that we trust in these people that like nobody knows what the fuck is going on about. So you could be in mom's basement instead of in no. There's definitely half those people are in mom's basement. <laughs> Somebody goes to the if you're a true United fan, you need to fire Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and you need to be on board with Ole out because he's destroying the club. And if you're not, then you're just a plastic fan. And I was just like um I'm not old enough to remember 1999. Like, I'm old enough to remember Solskjaer play. I still have his Vodafone jersey at home. Mm-hmm. That probably doesn't fit me anymore because I'm fat. But um, <laughs> it's... They're not supposed to know what we look like, bro. <laughs> but it's kind of, like, amazing to me that people nowadays can be so divisive. And you might just have 1,000 followers, 1,500 followers. But you you can make a huge change in terms of, like, how people look at certain things. I think when troops and DD and shit, like... And the problem is the people who know their things are normally the quiet ones. Quiet ones. Yeah, they don't say like shit. Like, you see me at the brew house nowadays. Like, I don't say anything to anybody because it's like none of these guys actually think, like, in a rational way. So we'll get, we'll get to Manchester United later. But I, I do think it, on social media, like, one loss, one win. And regardless of the sport, regardless of, like, what politics, like, it's becoming so divisive that... People need to come back to being like, hey, as Ellen said, it's okay to disagree and be fucking friends. Yeah. The, the, like you and I, fucking Liverpool, Manchester United, like you're a Cowboys fan or you're a Browns fan. The hell I'm a Cowboys fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like things bring us together because we love the sport. It's and the, the first day of the World Cup, we were just like, this is fucking great. We were fucking watching Russia play some Saudi Arabia. Fucking the, the Putin shrug. Like, yeah, that, we were like, who's committed more human rights atrocities? So. <laughs> that's... But hey, so, Saudi Arabia, if you're listening, please fucking buy Manchester United. There we go. Endorsement done. Next. They already day. bought the WWE and it's sad. <laughs> the next day was hella eventful. And we're going to start <laughs> with the least eventful game out of all of them. Oh. Chelsea 4 1 winners at Southampton. I thought Chelsea played brilliant. The Mason and Tammy show. These guys doing crazy things. Also. 
I know we're going to move quickly because there's two way more important things for both of us. I just got to say it. Krista Pulisic provided an assist, and it was great. That means he's going to be He's good. overrated. He, he is, man, but God damn it. He <laughs> got a fucking assist, and that's all I want is just want my boy to do good. I fucking hate the club. If Drogba, if you hear this, I still hate you. You're fucking fantastic human being. It, yeah, it was just a comprehensive Chelsea win, and Frank Lampard looks... Frank Lampard's for the kids, man. Frank Lampard is for the kids. <laughs> I mean, I don't really have a lot to add. I think Tammy is very good. I think Mason's very good. And I think this is going to be a baller team because Hudson Adoy love to see come back. I think they... I think Hudson look good in the, in I think funnily enough it might take them just one transfer window because if they make the proper signings next window, they're gonna be title challengers next year. So yeah. it Lampard, very good job, I think. Respect. Um right. you're doing very well and hey um, <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> no, don't stop it. Please stop Liverpool from winning it. Um so other than that, Southampton looks like a relegation team. Actually, I have said this for about enough teams at this point that I'm like, Manchester is not going to get relegated. <laughs> we'll finish 16th, we'll be okay. But another team that we need to talk about right now, the other team from Manchester that nobody knew about 10 years ago. <laughs> hey. You're not, I mean. Wolverhampton Wanderers. I've been an Oasis Wait. fan for a while, man. I didn't know they existed. <laughs> Start who's over a, again. Who's Oasis? I mean, I said maybe you're going to get to the next part. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Wolves, Manchester City, Adam Atraore. Hey, I will say one thing again. Pep Guardiola, the first or second best manager in the league. Yo, we went to fucking Wolves and got a 1-1 draw. (laughs) And y'all got destroyed at home. So, fuck you. Fuck Man City. It's so funny every time. Manchester as United, as a club, defended Manchester for... 26 years or not 26 I guess 20 something years 20 years let's say and we made sure the Scousers didn't win a fucking title on our watch (laughs) and now it's your time to watch the fucking wall and y'all are crumbling John's snowing it up real good (laughs) yeah like loving some wildlings out there like what the fuck is going on it's like and to be honest Man City I think a different day, maybe they take their chances. But it's... The way to beat them is crowd the box. Otamendi got found the fuck out, didn't he? Like... I mean, they don't have any centre-backs right now. Like, exactly. Otamendi is not a centre-back. I know, but like... The, like, he, I'd rather have Marcus Rojo than Otamendi. <laughs> um, But like, again, Adam Atriore, though. Manchester United, we need a right-winger, man. That guy is... Something. Someone's about to pick this wolves clean. This wolves. This wolves clean team. This wolves team clean because they, no, like, they. They. They perform. We talk so much shit about them. Like we don't talk shit about. I don't talk shit about wolves. Shit at like positive shit. Yeah. Like a like a easy flow shit. Yeah. Uh, we talk good shit about them, uh, and how we like think they're gonna do all this, and they come on to kind of actually shit bed, and then to do this look like the team we've been talking about all season. Uh, go into Manchester and hand Pep his fourth loss at home all time with City. Nuno's Jesus to me right now. Hey, we're both done that. I don't know if you've actually beaten them in the league at home. That doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but you've beaten them at Etihad or Empty Hat 
we beat them there. So. Empty head. Um, <laughs> what a joke. I mean, the funny part is, I, I lost a bet to a friend. Not a bet. I actually told him if City win the league and make sure Liverpool don't win the league, I'll buy him a jersey. So I got him a DHK <laughs> Man City jersey. And the back says GGMU. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> so I, uh, Also, I, that Ian Rush is on the way right the fuck now. Yellow cane, baby. Ian Rush. Oh, okay. You know. It was before I was born, so I don't know. It was before I was born, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, well, stop bringing that. Do I bring up fucking George Best? No? All right, good. You brought George Best up like two pods ago. <laughs> no, I didn't. We were talking about like drinking, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a relevant conversation. <laughs> If you talk about football players who drink, George Best is the you first said person. DH Gate. It's like the first person that comes to your mind when I say cocaine in football, Maradona. You might have never seen him play, but like, but yeah, yeah, that's damn near. I mean, the damn da- near the, that, at a World Cup is fine. That dance though, where he was dancing in the video. Have you seen oh that video, dude? That he's dude's got some moves. Yeah, I don't like it, but you know who does not have moves? Fucking Nicholas Pepe. Because the next game we're going to talk about Arsenal against Bournemouth. <laughs> That's the best segue we've ever done. <laughs> like, yo. He provided the assist for the goal. So you can't say he did not do anything. He he was an integral part of them somehow winning. Integral-ish. You know, Bebe provided assists for Manchester United to win when he was a Manchester United. And I don't remember one of them. And we bought him for $7 million. You remember Makeda's shit, don't you? But he was free! He was a fucking oh, was, was, product. Damn it. <laughs> it wasn't like Jordan Ive or some shit that never did anything for your club, but... Um, Jordan... I've, it's the only reason I like Bournemouth. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know. Now there's Harry Wilson. Yeah. But I, I did expect a better fight. I mean, I do think Bournemouth played really well, but I guess it was at home, so that's why Arsenal, I guess, kind of pulled it out. There was but, nothing inspiring about Arsenal. I think... I... It, that says more... I said this about the Tottenham game when I uh, was talking about it on social media. I said that the scoreline is more indicative of Tottenham than it is of Brighton. I feel the same way with this. Like, Look at the actual stat line of that match and Bournemouth kind of didn't boss them around, but they... They didn't boss them around. They didn't boss them around, but they looked a, they looked a decent side. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I genuinely did not think Arsenal were capable of keeping this clean sheet. <laughs> and they did. So good job on David Luiz on both fronts. The Swiss cheese is now Havarti. And <laughs> hey, Mustafi, today, coming out, talking shit, being like, hey, I am targeted too much. I think I'm targeted in games that I don't even play in. And I was just like, yo, <laughs> Mustafi, my man, I love you right now. Keep that same attitude. <laughs> Go out there and just don't perform at Old Trafford. I would love you. <laughs> keep that Keep, keep that, that energy. energy, baby. Keep that, <laughs> keep energy. that energy. But again, Arsenal, I think they fit. Here's one thing. And I'm going to say this to every Arsenal fan that listens to the podcast. Last year, Manchester United were in a very similar situation to what Arsenal are right now, where you're not very happy with the way they're playing. You're not very happy with what's going on, but like you're somehow getting results that keeps Emery on afloat. If Fair. your next manager appointment is not good enough, where he can just like take off, take up the mantle, because yeah. like you know, Solskjaer turned it a little bit, but like, and I'm saying this from experience, he hasn't turned it completely, and we will talk about this in the next game. It's becoming, why are you blaming the manager? 
if there aren't better players. And people tell me, like, oh, yeah, look at the kids. Like, they're playing so well. Like, they're fucking kids. Look at what happened in Manchester United this year when they said we're going to go with the kids. Not, not, not very good. No. We, we, Mourinho last year, like, wanted things, didn't happen, ended up getting fired. And then we are two points above relegation right now. And I, I look at Arsenal and I'm like, be careful what you wish for. Be real careful what you wish for. Because if these kids, like, one of them fucking pulls a hammy, the other one fucking breaks a leg. It, or not even that. If somebody loses form, it, it, it could be disastrous when you keep asking for the sack of a manager like that. So I think Arsenal, another team, take the win. Fucking shut the fuck up about firing your manager. Support the manager and... Yeah, yeah, when you support the club, you support the manager until they decide to move on. Like, that's... Like, I fucking supported David Mines until the day he got fired. I supported fucking Roy Hodgson. I know, man. Like... He was a Europa League finalist, so... I, I also supported the second appointment of Kenny. Oh, well. Um, he supported a racist. Um, Alright, going on to the last game of the weekend. <laughs> Just because I voted for Bush? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, Bush was not bad. No, I... Uh, he doesn't uh, hate Trump like, 2020, baby. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't actually do that. <laughs> I was like, um, and, and there goes the entire fan base. <laughs> um, the last game of the weekend, Newcastle United was at Manchester United at Sports Direct Arena at St. James's Park. What a fucking terrible name. <laughs> Just, it, I, is, it is a pretty horrible name. It, like, but I was fucking right. I said, after the game, people are going to come out of the game and say, this is the reason we should have signed Sean Longstaff. His brother scored the winner, but he was very integral. He, the, the, the Longstaffs. Uh, they, it's like some Harry Potter name, to be honest with it you. It really feels like Lo- Neville Longbottom is what we're thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> Neville fucking Longbottom. That's what Why I could it him. be not Bottom, man, instead of Staff? <laughs> Fuck the Staff. Um, hey, Bill Clinton loves the Staff, though. A of um, goddamn. Uh, uh, this, I'm just gonna try to say all of my thoughts in like one quick go because I know you got a lot. This I don't the, really, so you can take your time. Oh, <laughs> let me form my quicker thought. Um, this is another one of those score lines where it is not. I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna sound like a fucking idiot in about two days, but it's fine. This, play, so it's okay. <laughs> I'm going to hear this back in two days and be like, I'm a fucking... Uh, this scoreline is more indicative of Newcastle than it is of United. I think Newcastle's finally... Steve Bruce got them playing the way they should. <laughs> Steve Bruce. Good job, Brucey. I was going to say, you, you, this is giving you a little bit of slack. I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be fine. I think they're beating both Arsenal and United at home at this point. So yeah, I, at this point, I think Newcastle is uh, on the rise. Steve, they're gonna finish above Man United. Yeah, was, don't 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 be, don't beat yourself up, kid. You'll Mike, if you were listening, I told you over the summer this is what's gonna happen. So you should give me a cookie for that. <laughs> um, if you're getting cookies, I like them too. I I don't know, man. I think there's you're there's. Your front room staff is going to stay your front room staff. There needs to be a little bit more cohesion, and I don't know how that's going to happen. Like, that's honestly, like... 
Are you talking about United or New United? Jersey? I feel like there's there's oh shit. Like I feel like it's that time. Like there's individual there's it's a lot of people running around not playing as a team. If that's that's what I see. Yeah, you know what? I I will say one thing first and foremost. Watching that game after missing my fucking flight. Um, it was very refreshing to watch Twan Zebe at the back. I think there's a there's a leader there. I think there's a captain there for the future. And I think we might need to make a choice between Twan Zebe and Lindelof in the near future. And I and I think it, it, it has shades because I think Lindelof's wanted by Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And shades of the Johnny Evans, Gerard Piquet situation where we stuck with Evans instead of keeping Piquet. Yep. Even though he wanted to go back home, so we're not going to keep him anyway. So I think there's a good likelihood that uh, we lose Lindelof because I think Tuan Zabi is good. I think you cannot tell me that he's a bad player. Yes, he missed a lot of aerial duels, but like, fucking I haven't seen Lindelof win a lot of aerial duels and he's like five years older than him. So like, I think there's a player in him. Good job. Secondly, as someone who's from Atlanta, Miguel Almiron, I don't know why the fuck you didn't shoot that first time because you would have had a goal against Manchester United. I really was thinking the same thing and I just Uh, didn't say it. (laughs) I am very glad that it did not happen because otherwise I would have had to hear it from every Atlanta United fan over and over again. But... As what I would shit. (laughs) I mean, shut up. Um, (laughs) But it was very, very timid for Manchester United, I think, in the second half. And... Here's my thing, right? You have Barcelona in peak Barcelona, right? Right now, mm-hmm. they lose Messi and they can't win games, right? Yeah. Real Madrid lost Cristiano and they can't win games. Yeah. And I'm not saying that the players I'm about to name are at the same level, but they are at, as important to the way we play. And when we lose Paul Pogba and Anthony Martial, I think and Aaron Wambasaka. And Luke Shaw. Rashford's not 100% healthy. Mm-hmm. And, like, we're sending on fucking 17-year-old... Or 18-year-old, not Mason Greenwood. And 19-year-old Taya Chong to go change the game. I think... The team is, is doing exactly what you suppo- what, what the team's supposed to do. Because Manchester United as a team, like... And I almost cried on Sunday when I, like, was watching the game. Because... This was my fear as a United fan that we keep firing managers and we end up with such a destabilized team where nobody's really knows what the fuck is going on. And like now all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, if Allegri comes, like Pogba's going to stay. Do I really want Pogba to stay? Because we fired the last manager to make sure Pogba and Martial stayed. You know, it's... I think there are... Do you start... Do you wonder, do you start... Would you start by subtracting manager or subtracting players? If if it came down to that. I mean, I think Woodward would start by subtracting the manager. I mean, because ultimately, at the end of the day, it's the easier thing to do. The, the caveat to that, would they add director of football? Which would... We don't talk about... Uh, sensible things of Manchester United. <laughs> like, I was like, I, I, that's when I think of things that like I would. It's fix, it, it, dude. It's 
You know what? As a, as a United fan at this it's point, it's a big neon light in my head. <laughs> and so, somebody sent a gif of like Tom and Jerry, where like Tom was annoying the shit out of Jerry, and at one point like he points a sword at Jerry, and Jerry's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And it's like Manchester United fans with the shit talk from rival fans at this point, where it's like, I. I don't know what to say. And you know what? Like, supporting Ole doesn't mean you support 100% of his decisions. Oh, yeah. I can still criticize him. And I think there is criticism to be had. But Definitely. <laughs> here, here is my only thing. I think if he can turn the corner around on this team in some magical fashion, I think we might see something special. I I completely agree with that. I think the problem is the turning of the corner. And you know what? If Real Madrid gives us 60 million for Pogba in January, let him go. I think at this point, it's about keeping players who want to play for the club, man. Like, And I think Pogba cares so much about the club that every time he's on the pitch, he's trying to do too much. And he, it's, and it, it's he, just not he, working out. He needs to be... He needs to admire the club he loves from afar because he, like you said, he is trying to do too much. If you, you know, I've seen it countless times with guys who finally get the move to the team they've always wanted to go to and do fuck all because they're like, I have to do everything now because I'm here at this place. Uh, it's it's sometimes you get those kids who are like, I really want to go to Duke. And then they go in their first game, they can't fucking make a layup because they're like, I just have to be so good. Uh, God, like that's what's happening with Pogba. I mean, and I, I don't think he, I. I think I think the uh, uh, the bigger problem with Pogba is also like not just making the layup. It's also just like he doesn't. Have, I don't think in his head it's like anybody's worthy enough for him to pass the ball to. Because y- you know what? I'm I mean, a World Cup winner. Eat a dick. <laughs> no, no, not even that. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I just think yeah. in terms of like when you're a midfielder, you pass the ball forward because you're like you believe in the next player. I just don't think he trusts anybody other than maybe Daniel James. But, like, it's... Paul, we need you next Sunday. Um, And, yeah, like, I think... I I genuinely think that if we keep Ole the whole year, we're going to be in a relegation scrap fight. I honestly, like, I'll tell it to you completely, like, at 100%. The last time we were in a relegation scrap fight, we hired a manager named... Alex, Alex Ferguson, Ferguson from so. fucking Aberdeen. Yeah, we all know. Who's Aberdeen's manager, baby? Let's go no get idea. it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I follow Celtic and I could not tell you at least. <laughs> hey, Stevie G. Okay, question for you. Who would be more mad, Liverpool fans or United fans, if Stevie G came to Man United? Hey, burn that fucking country to the ground. <laughs> like, this like Scotland or England? They're two different countries. Like, how many countries are in this country? You said United or Liverpool fans, if they want to burn Scotland down. That's... Like that's kind of shitty of them. They, that was going to be a terrible thing. Anyway, um, I don't burn anybody down. Yeah, unless you're Seth Rollins. Wrestling jokes. Yeah. Um, one, keep your hands off Stevie. Two, I genuinely worry about that match. I, we are riding so high and we are feeling so good and we still have frailty. Either the team has. Would you take a draw? Hell yeah, I take a draw. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't subscribe to the theory of like, now we've overcome this like obstacle. We're world beaters. Fuck that shit. I take a draw. I don't want to be undefeated the whole season. I don't want the stupid gold trophy. Only oh, to be undefeated if you get a draw. 
I, I know what I said, motherfucker. <laughs> like, if we get a draw, we'd still be undefeated, whatever. But I don't care about, like, the clean... I don't give a shit. I want us to win the league. And if it means drawing with United, if it means, like, going out and beating y'all seven, I don't care. I just want the league. I don't care how it happens. We just got to get there. And right now, we're sitting pretty. City, sitting pretty. City looking shitty. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I'm also very impressed with my rhyme skills. I, I, vodka I, does that too, yeah? I mean, it's... We're doing a good amount of vodka, so... It's, <laughs> it's been a good podcast so far. <laughs> I'm, you said the rhyming, the vodka makes the rhyming better. Why aren't there any, uh, you know, Russian rappers? I, I, <laughs> I, I, I do want to talk about one game outside of the Premier League. Of course. Um, big game this weekend. Um, we're gonna... I actually don't know if you've watched the highlights, so we're gonna watch the highlights as we go on. Um... It was Inter Juventus, and so since 2010, there have only ever been two managers that have ever won the Serie A, one being Allegri, the second one being Conte. Yes. So a lot of people do think that we are going to see an Inter team with the likes of Lukaku and everybody that is going to dismantle the UA team to win it. And you see here, Juventus going on attack, Paolo Dybala, Dybala. That... I don't even have to say anything for that. So I have not seen the highlights of this. He's um, watching it as we go, so... Yeah, this is happening in real time, by the way. <laughs> New segment, real time, Will. Um, that's a brilliant goal. That's a fantastic <laughs> goal. I, like, I have no words. Imagine him at United. Allison would not save anything. I mean... I love his celebration, though. It's always the... <laughs> oh, I wish the they ball. could see me, because I'm just like, yeah. What's Cristiano going to do? What's Cristiano going to do? Nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. Nothing. Dribble, dribble, dribble. Oh, off the. Post. I mean, if that had gone in, that would have been like better than um, orgasm. He right takes there. like three, four steps to the right, and you're just like, have it, have it, have it, have it. And then when he does, it's like, oh, you could have done that the entire time. Oh, handball. That's. Mm, let's see. Penalty, penalty. I know this ref. He's in the he's in the Champions League. Yes. Club. That's that's ball to hand. Well. well. Martinez, other not Lukaku. That's very interesting. Oh, nice penalty out there. So look, I always so I'll show you one thing. I always love this about. So here's Lukaku. Watch him instead of the penalty. He celebrates the penalty as if he just he scored just a scored it himself. Goal. Anybody scores a goal, Lukaku celebrates it as if his goal. And as a striker, I love that in him. It's the it's my favorite thing about Lukaku because that's who I am as a person. It's just like oh, we scored. Yeah, I don't give a shit who it is. Facts. Uh, home, I was going to say, homegirl here. Love Lukaku. Oh. Lukaku out here doing tricks and, ooh. Oh. Not good enough. You oh, see the idea. Ooh. So, I, I have also been not very impressed what with Dillette. What a save. Dillette has not been very good for um, Cristiano. Had Cristiano. It's well, a, it, I'm not going to say it's the best finish. Well, hit him with the post, son. Biggest game in Serie A this season, I guess. I mean, was it offside? Oh, he's offside. And yes, he tick, is. tick, 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 yeah. Uh, the other guy was offside. I yeah, Dybala. Uh, Dybala was offside. Conte out there being like, "Oh, think with your head." <laughs> Instead of your Christian, dick. I uh, I don't <laughs> understand how how Ronaldo's still playing on the wing though. Oh, what a ball! When you see how many, ooh. Ooh, when you that. see how many, how much speed they have, you, and like how much speed he still has, it's 
he can play on the wing in Italy. It's the problem is they started playing him in the wing in fucking uh, Champions League and that just doesn't work. Lukaku out there that should have been a penalty. You need a team younger, you know, from like you know Greece or something. It, it's bound to happen. Like I said, it works in Syria because you're just a. Not saying they're super oh, slow. Come on. But only it. Have one. Oh, come on. The goalkeeper knew exactly what he was doing. He's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> he knew exactly what he was doing by knowing nothing. But is this the winner? You think this is the winner? Mm, I'm going to say no. Oh, beautiful. There we go. That's just. That is the winner, folks. And that's Gonzalo just, Higuain. <laughs> That's what? just beautiful team ball. Like, Sorry out there being like, hey, Napoli to Chelsea to Juventus. You my boy. You can give me those wins. <laughs> Sorry putting in a dip right now. <laughs> Ooh. But yeah, overall, I think it was a very good weekend of football. Um, uh, the Madrid derby wasn't as eventful as we would have liked for it to be. Yeah, that's but, fin- That's a... That I need to get back on my ESPN Plus watching some Serie I, I do my best to, uh, not to avoid it, but just to, I tend to heal up the championship a little bit more. But I need to get me some more of Serie I in my life. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I miss it. I miss it. Other than that, it's been a very good week of football. No football for the next week and a half, two weeks almost. Watch um, some baseball. W- watch some baseball. Uh, no Ohio State, sadly, out there either. Hockey? But Hockey? hey. We just got bowl eligible for Ohio State, so good job. Six weeks, six wins. That's how we do it, baby. Um, oh, I.O. Damn right. <laughs> and um, other than that, I think uh, this would be a wrap. Make sure to not adjust your FPL teams because you're not playing this weekend. Adjust and your fantasy football teams. Uh, go ahead. Because you might be playing. You and can sit Dak Prescott now. It's fine. Yeah, and other than that, I was right about Dak Prescott not being elite. I was right about uh, Manchester United being a terrible team. And I am always right about Liverpool not having a Premier League towel yet. So, Top with that... Top the league having a laugh. It'll have a laugh until they let it slip. So, keep drinking, Tighten keep having a good time. And here's you, here's to you guys. Cheers, and have a good week. <laughs>